Go three, two, one, clap, and then we'll clap on clap. Three, two, one. There we go. I didn't hear you clap. Didn't you? I was as loud as I could possibly make it. There's a huge spike on oh, the recording. I guess it was so probably loud. Probably because it. Just, it uh, yeah, yeah, it got cut out, yeah. <laughs> I can piece it together anyway from the discussion. Um, but there we go. So just give me one second here to make sure I'm all fine and dandy, like sour candy. Oh, that's a nice idiom. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Ned Flanders who, uh, who taught me that one. Man of our time. My dad always likes uh, in The Simpsons. There's two things my dad likes in The Simpsons. It's when uh, Ned Flanders screams over purple drapes in that haunted house. Um, yeah. And uh, Lisa's birthday song with Bleeding Gums Murphy. <laughs> They're the two things that get him every time. <laughs> Not sure why. Yeah, I've not, I, I don't even know what show that is. The Simpsons? What? Really? No, I'm kidding. I know what the show. I know the show. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't. I can't place Ned Flanders. Is that also another joke? <laughs> that's that not a joke. That's, not, that's actually not a joke. <laughs> I haven't watched that much Simpsons. My God, you didn't have Sky One when you were growing up? Channel 4? No, we did. We just, you know, we were watching cool shit. I was on Babe Station most of my childhood. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. After Watershed, making the most of that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Teletubbies and then Babe, sh- babe Station <laughs> after 9pm. Wouldn't that come after? Like, if you stay up long enough, like, uh, midnight, you get Babe Station, then uh, 6 a.m. when the kids start waking up, <laughs> you got the Teletubbies straight after. Yeah, yeah, you could that. Yeah, you could do that in reverse, too, if you're really dedicated. <laughs> well, Ned Flanders was the Christian guy with the mustache, uh, Homer Simpson's oh, next yeah. door neighbor. That's, what, that's about what I thought, yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. So I do like to kind of start this off a little bit uh, mentioning some of the statistics behind your channel. Um, some people get quite surprised because they, they end up not looking at it for many months or years or whatever, and they get quite surprised by these statistics. But looking at your channel, uh, my guest today um, joined YouTube several years ago, around three years ago, has just under 250,000 subscribers at 248 at the time of this recording, 22 million views on his channel, and 140 backers on Patreon. It is White Light. How are you doing, White Light? I'm doing just just dandy, my guy. How are you? I'm a little bit stressed this week, I'm not going to lie. Um, it has been a very busy time for me. Um... I'm moving back to the UK. Uh, oh, which um, how long have you been in America for? Well, I'm in uh, in Canada right now in Montreal. Um, and oh, it's I see. Coming up to two years, uh, so my visa's coming to an end. I have an open work permit, which is unfortunately coming to an end. Um, oh. So right now, there's boxes everywhere, uh, organizing paperwork, uh, customs forms. It's a bit of a pain. I don't have a printer, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> trying to get all that sorted, but. We're getting there. Uh, shipping things to the UK is stressful. There's like a thousand forms to fill out. I've got to have an into- a basic list of all the things I'm sending, like the number of socks I'm sending back, <laughs> the number of pants, <laughs> everything in between. Well, um, if you get raided by the FBI, then I'm pretty sure it's one year of jail time per sock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. good thing I put pairs of socks as well, or else I'll have an odd number. It'll be 13 socks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double, yeah. Oh, dear. But... It's getting there. All the paperwork is pretty much done. Everything's ready to be picked up because I'm uh, I'm doing a bit of traveling before I head back uh, myself. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't want to lug all this stuff around that I have, so I'm shipping stuff off with uh, a shipping company. Um, Where are you heading? I, well, right now I'm in Montreal. And on the 8th of August, uh, which is Saturday, I am going to be heading to Edmonton to visit some family, uh, which is in Alberta uh, on the west side. And then from there, I'm going to Banff National Park. I'm not sure if you've heard of Banff. Badass motherfucker. Um, That's what I'm going to, it's going to be when I go there, damn right. So I'm going to change the name. Um, So this is a big national What does it mean now? Pardon? What does it mean? What does Banff stand for now? Um, It is uh, buxom, attentive, naughty females. Um, Is it it, really? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we'll say yeah. We'll go with yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I verified that. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Verified. It's got two Fs as well, so <laughs> double female. Oh wow. 
Um, but yes, I'll be there for a bit. Big national park in Canada, then off to Vancouver for a little bit, and then home. So things are very, very busy right now. Uh, but I've got my time here to discuss you and everything about your channel, uh, which I've been immensely looking forward to after watching so many of your videos. Um, I do try to watch all the videos of the people that I speak to. <laughs> yeah, I bet you had fun with that one. It makes it. It is. It does get tricky, uh, particularly with yours. You've got some long videos on your channel. Um, yeah. Which? What did I say at three hours and twenty-two minutes and fourteen seconds into the Death Stranding commentary? Now that one I haven't watched because I'm going to play. Well, you Death clearly Stranding haven't done your research. Uh, well, I'm no, 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 no. Well, I'm playing that game when I get back to the UK, which is on the yeah. on the twenty-second. So. I've purposely not watched the ones that could spoil things, but I have oh, watched the ones yeah. that don't spoil things. So that's, yeah, nice save, nice save. All right. <laughs> exactly. Um, looking at your channel, uh, you started this back in 2017 in February, so oh, yeah. three years ago, years ago now. What started you off on YouTube? Why did you want to start YouTube in the first place? I've always wanted to do YouTube. I haven't quite figured out why. Okay. Uh, but nobody can really explain their passions usually. No, but looking back uh, three years ago when you first uploaded, uh, uh, let's go for the Dark Souls 3 critique. You do have one video before that, uh, <laughs> but the Dark Souls 3 recre- uh, critique. Did you make that video just because it was you wanted to talk about Dark Souls or was there something no. else behind it as well? No, I just wanted to, to do critiques and see what I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've I, again, I've always been, I've always wanted to be a YouTuber. I just didn't know what to do mm-hmm. uh, until I found Joseph Anderson in 2016. I thought, bruh, <laughs> and I was enlightened. Uh, I felt my brain expanding. Uh, and then, then, yeah, the the original plan was to have two channels: one called Blacklight and one called White Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, white light would be for games and black light would be for non-fiction things. Uh, I, I did actually upload to black light once, which once. is an exclusive fact I'm giving you here on the Searching oh for Pixels show. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that didn't go well. <laughs> so, then I thought, okay, this is, this, is, this is stupid and I'm stupid and everything's stupid. But the one thing that isn't stupid is Joseph Anderson. So yes. I should be like him. Yes. And look at you um, now. Look at me now. Damn right. Um, you've mentioned Blacklight. Uh, what was that video that was once uploaded many moons ago? It was a discussion. No, it mm. wasn't a discussion. It was uh, a video without voice. It was moving text. Okay. Uh, regarding whether or not a tree makes a sound if it falls <laughs> and there was no one there to hear it oh god and, i wanted uh, to be the next v source man can you blame me no no it's uh, it's very philosophical and what did you end up uh, discovering on that journey does it make a sound i, d- I don't know man come on <laughs> oh dear and what about i don't even remember what i said <laughs> <laughs> Does it still exist or is it is it gone? Is it gone now, that video? Mm. I don't know. I think I, I think I would have deleted it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I changed the channel name so no one could ever find it. Ah, damn. Okay, well, gone forever. We'll, yeah. we'll never know the, age, the answer to the age-old question. I got into many YouTube comment arguments on that channel, so I need to keep it quarantined. <laughs> And you had that black light channel. Uh, what about your red light channel? Um, okay, so red light is a replacement for black light. Um, as in, it's the place I could do things that wouldn't belong on white light. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Originally, the intention was for that to take the form of streams and Q&As. But yep. because uh, I have a subhuman IQ, I'm not particularly good at streaming. And because... <laughs> Q&A's uh, it's just better if I do the Q&A's on my Discord server uh, I ended up with no content for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah basically yeah speaking of the Q&A's you do a lot of them I was reading through your Discord and I don't know how you got the time to, to write out these huge paragraphs of, of of all these sentences answering these people's questions it must get 
get really tiring after a while uh, responding to all these questions. Um, yeah, a lot of people Discord message me and and uh, email me as well. Hmm. And a lot of them I just can't. I, I just can't respond to because, you know, I've got, I've got to make the videos. But for yeah. the Discord Q&A, I don't actually find it that hard to respond to. I can whip out those answers pretty quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you also do a Q&A session semi-regularly when you hit certain milestones um, on your, your channel. Um, so, you know, like uh, 50,000, 25,000, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an unofficial thing. I just, when I do one of these non when I do one of these channel-specific videos, videos regarding the channel itself, mm-hmm. I like to just get everything in there. So, what's happening, announcements, questions people are having. I, I like to just wrap everything up in one neat video. Mm-hmm. And with your 250,000 milestone being so close, uh, you know, just probably less than 2,000 people at this point, uh, do you plan on doing another one when you hit 250? Or is there anything special planned for when you do hit 250? Oh, shit, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pieced it together. See, the thing is, I am working on one. I've got a script and it's coming out soon. Oh my but God. it wasn't for 250. <laughs> 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 I just realized. Oh. Yeah, I should totally talk about 250 in that video. So wow. Was it, was it like 150, but you did it a while ago? And things no, it's not, a, it's not a milestone. It's a big channel update with lots of things to discuss. Ah, okay. So you can kind of stick the two together. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably just mention it in passing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Um, Thank you. With me mentioning your Discord again in the Q&A section that you have there and how prevalent you are in that section of your Discord, uh, are there any questions that come to mind as some of the most interesting ones that you've had that the community has asked you in the past? Huh. Um... Someone asked me a question today about what I thought about level gating in games. That was interesting. You know, I, I, I like when they talk to me about game design. I like when they talk to me about my, my, my favorite games. But a lot, a lot of the time they also talk to me... A, a lot of the questions I get, I'd say 50% of the questions I get are, have you played this game and are you going to cover this game? And, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just one person. I, I, don't, I don't play that many games simply because... Most of my time is occupied on <laughs> making videos about them, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it gets a, it gets a bit uh, disappointing, I guess, to constantly have to say no, no, I haven't played that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I haven't played yeah. this because you know it sucks. It sucks. They want they want to know, but I, I can never give it to them in it. Mm-hmm. I wish I could, but I, I really can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the level gating question you had. Uh, if I think I read that question earlier on today and you talked about how in terms of level gating you prefer it when the game design is changed uh, so it's a skill based level gate rather than a statistics uh, based one am I right in saying yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um, you know I agree with you on that one uh, I think you brought the the example of Assassin's Creed uh, where it can be skill based um, in the certain sections where you can't progress is that right I said like in Origins you could visit wherever you like from the get-go but it would be better if instead of the level difference making it next to impossible it's the skill difference the enemies are simply tougher they require a degree of mastery of your current mechanics that Mm. you simply don't have yet which allows for challenge runs and a far more rewarding sense of progression Mm -hmm. you know many many games already mechanically gate with abilities you need a certain ability to get past a certain enemy uh, but that's even more restrictive than level gating because now next to impossible becomes literally impossible. So the best way of doing it is gating mastery over the skills you have at the start of the game. Yes. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much more satisfying as well uh, yeah. to do it that way. Um, speaking of Assassin's Creed, uh, looking at your channel, you've played a lot of Assassin's Creed games. Um, you know, Unity. Yeah, World, yeah, Conflict. I used to play I used to play them yearly, uh, and I I just I just thought, "Wow, oh, this is great. Yeah, I should make videos about this." Mm. Are you still playing them yearly? Are you a buy-on release kind of guy for the Assassin's Creed franchise? No, not since Syndicate. No. Okay, was that the the turning point for you uh, when it kind of dipped? I very rarely play recent releases anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I have a big time investment into a game, I probably want to make a video on it. And surprisingly, striking while the iron is hot 
is actually a terrible strategy for channels like mine. <laughs> yes, uh, we're looking at the titles of uh, six years later. <laughs> yeah, you always want to do... For, for, for me, I've only had success with either covering recent releases in an incredibly unique way, like with mm -hmm. Death Stranding, or covering much older releases in an analytical way. But doing critiques on, like, if I did a critique of Ghost of Tsushima, I can guarantee, sorry, I can guarantee you it would it would perform miserably. Oh, so you're always pretty much looking for those those older games for your particular channel. Older games for analysis, and it only has to be a year, really. A year's okay, a year's enough, old enough. Don't take me out of context on that one. Uh, <laughs> God. But, <laughs> but for, for, for stuff like, you know, Star Wars Fallen Order, that was only a couple months old and it didn't perform that well at all. But when it, I think it would have if I had a years later title and it was a, a year later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What was the original question? Oh, oh yeah, okay. Assassin's Creed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the other problem with Assassin's Creed now is they're so huge. I can't oh, play God. Odyssey, man. Yeah. Oh, it's too 200 much. hours. Yeah. Are you kidding? It's, uh, I really do have Ubisoft fatigue in that regard. Um, I've tr I tried playing Origins for a while, and while it was enjoyable, yeah. just looking at the map, I'm like, I, I can't uh, spend all this time doing this. You know, <laughs> time is an asset to me uh, at this stage in my life. And while I'm, I enjoy the game, it's, it's, it's too much. It's far, far too much for me. Yeah, a lot of people have that uh, sentiment. Which is interesting to me. A lot of people have the idea that games are too long and, and there's too much content and I want it more of a bite-sized experience. Mm. I, 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 find, I actually find it slightly different, difficult to conceptualize, even though you know I understand the basic argument. I don't want to have to spend a lot of time on it, but I also think to myself, well, you could easily pace that out, you know? You don't have to play the entire game in one sitting. Maybe it's because after a while it gets boring? Yeah, I, I would say it does get boring. And also there's a sense that if I don't do what the game is offering, then I haven't had the whole experience um, as well. Yeah. Like I'm missing out in some regards. And yeah, it, okay, yeah. It, it does get boring climbing to the top of viewpoints in every asset of the map and collecting everything and that kind of stuff. It, it takes time and... I do wish it'd be a bit more streamlined. I did used to enjoy them. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, say um, Saints Row, open world games, the old Assassin's Creed, I loved them. Uh, I loved the first Assassin's Creed, the very first one. Oh, really? The, yeah. Um, because it was so different, I think. Uh, that was one of the... I don't, I don't think it, it was, was a release It was quite type. different, wasn't it? it? It was. It was a lot more blending into the crowd and really being an assassin than, um, and, and combat was dangerous as well. From what I recall, it was many years ago since I last played it. You can't yeah, just I recently get into played it. Um, but, you know, I, I hear people's opinions of the first game and they say uh, it wasn't very good <laughs> or, you know, they don't look back on it very fondly, but to me, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I can understand the novelty of it completely. It was meant as a sort of Prince of Persia mm. evolution. And Patrice Desolais, who was the lead designer, was a really intelligent guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, he had a lot of really cool ambitions for the series, which they've totally broken by now. Yeah, um, they have, and I've fallen out of interest of it so much. Like, I did play Origins, I tried to. Um, one of my friends, a close friend of mine, played uh, Odyssey as well. Oh, yeah. And that, that seemed like fun. Uh, from what I saw of it, if that's the type of game you like. But even looking at Valhalla, I'm not interested in Valhalla. Um, it yeah, looks fair enough. Very yeah. similar. Um, are you interested in that one? That, that one coming up? The reason I'm not interested in Valhalla is that I'm going to have to cover Origins and Odyssey, which means <laughs> yeah. that's 400 hours, yes. which means... Actually, I don't know how long they are, but to be thorough, probably 400, especially with Odyssey's DLC. So, mm -hmm. th then add Valhalla onto that. Man, I'm going to be on the suicide watch list by the end of that. I can't do that. Because it's not... The, the game... It would be fine if the gameplay was uh, deep enough. But it's not. No. 
It really it's, is. It's, it's deep enough for a, a, a 30 hour game, but it's not deep enough for a 200 hour game. No, definitely not. And your fans would have an uproar if you skipped <laughs> the other ones before getting to Valhalla. Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to announce my plans for the series in the video. I'm, I'm not covering them in order because the trouble is with covering them order, in order, I'd have to play them in order. So <laughs> I would have to do four. The, the classic era has four entries. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play. I don't want to play a, a mechanically homogenous series for for months on end because it's going to sour my impressions of the older ones. Because I've gotten so used to the gameplay that there's no there's no mastery in it for me anymore. And no. it, it, that could never be worse than for Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Because after I've put two hundred hours into Origins, how could Odyssey surprise me anymore? Because yeah. it's the same. It's 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 not the same game. That's that's not fair. It, but it's a very similar game. It is. It's incredibly similar. And me playing Origins alongside my friend at the same time, and you could just switch between the two, and <laughs> you really couldn't yeah. uh, can particularly tell. Um, but yeah, the, the the series of Assassin's Creed for me is delved so far away from what it originally was. Even like the, the upgrade trees and stuff like that, I find quite off putting. Um, it's. Yeah. It's interesting because the Unity, in my opinion, wasn't a bad game, mm-hmm. but it was the last Assassin's Creed that felt like an Assassin's Creed to me, though some argue it's Syndicate. And, you know, they moved away from that and everyone congratulated them for it to begin with, but it did abandon what it meant to be an Assassin's Creed. It's a really nuanced conversation, that one, because, uh, again, a lot would argue that, uh, well, what Assassin's Creed was was terrible. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, how do you define what it is now and what it should be or what it should have been? But uh, I'm of the uh, opinion that the old ones uh, were the better ones. Um, what is your favourite? Oh, man. Uh, favourites? I haven't played them in a long time, so maybe this is, you know, nostalgia, rose-tinted goggles affecting me on this one. I very much enjoyed Brotherhood, uh, except I don't know if it was Brotherhood or if it was uh, Revelations that had the tower defense stuff, but that was terrible. That was Revelations. Um, Revelations, okay. Brotherhood then, along with the multiplayer in that. And also Black yeah. Flag. I enjoyed Black Flag quite a lot. Oh, um, yeah. The classic choices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- those two. I didn't play... Th- I think I bought three secondhand uh, from CEX <laughs> uh, quite a while ago. Didn't really get into it. Um not, not a fan of that one for some reason. I'm not, I'm not sure why it was a long time ago, but Black Flag and Brotherhood were my two. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think those games are fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. And yourself, do you have a particular favourite? Uh, or would that kind of uh, spoil the image of the... <laughs> okay, the, mechanically, uh, Unity. Okay. Uh, okay. The, uh, the, the earlier games are quite good mechanically as well, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, story-wise, I would need to play them all again, which God. I haven't. Uh, at yeah. the moment, though, I'm probably looking at Black Flag for my favorite story, but I have a feeling it would shift to two or or Brotherhood when I get around to covering those games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd also like to ask, if you don't mind, a bit more of a question about you. Um, where are you from? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing the accent, uh, you're from a similar place to me, uh, but uh, interested, are you from the UK as well? No. No? Where, where are you from? Well, my name, I'm a white light. <laughs> uh, so prototype, something with prototype, uh, New York City? <laughs> no, no, no. I am. I am from the UK. That was. I'm sorry. That was. That was. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That was. You're supposed to have a joke to follow up, but I didn't have one. <laughs> and are you still there in the UK now, um, or are you uh, somewhere else? I am. Where the skies are grey, and the water is regular. That's not a riddle. Uh, regular, 
Uh, Single so man. Could, that could be. It could be anywhere in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. somewhere in the UK. Yeah. Um, looking at your channel, uh, the Wildlife Channel, is it just yourself uh, who works on the content, or is there a, a team of people um, working on the channel for Wildlife? Um, it is. I write all the scripts, of course. Mm-hmm. Play all the games. I do all the editing. Do all the audio. I do all. No, I don't. I record the audio. Yep. I send the uncut recordings to an audio editor. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's basically just a person who cuts the takes together because I am exceptionally bad at that. Oh. So I outsource <laughs> for that. Yeah. Um, and then there are some videos that are edited by an editor. Okay. And I think that on your prototype video, the introductions that were made uh, for the prototype video, um, that was done by uh, an additional yes. person as well? Yes. Uh, my original thumbnails, if you look all the way down on my channel, mm-hmm. were done by a guy called Chimera in a Suit, who is an absolute legend, mm. and he did my thumbnails for me. Uh and he also does intros, so he started doing intros for me uh, in on Skyrim, actually, yeah, Skyrim. And then he did Prototype, Prototype 2, he did Destiny 2, and uh, Shadowkeep. Yeah, he did intros for all those videos, and they were all fantastic. Mm. Um, and I, I, I will be hiring him again for, a, for an upcoming video. But my, okay. my recent thumbnails are no longer made by him. They're made by my editor. Ah, okay. Perfect. Yes, yeah, some, some very impressive work uh, that, that uh, Kamir in a suit did. Um, really, really great stuff. Yeah, um, I, I still can't believe how, how good his prototype work was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these 3D models flying around and Patreon names appearing. It was, it was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he did it. But I'm really, really, really impressed with them mm-hmm. and thankful. Yeah. Um, with your videos uh, that you're making, what's your creative process uh, from the initial uh, initial idea that you do have uh, to the final product? Are you kind of the type of person who would uh, focus 100% on one video from start to finish? Or do you kind of work on a few at a time? Or what do you kind of do to start from idea to final product? Um... Okay, so first is first thing is I'm either passionate for a particular game, yep, or I've been advised it makes sense to cover a particular game. Okay, then I'll play it, and then many things can happen when I play it. I may fall in love with a game, I may not be interested, but either way, I'll start coming up with ideas about it and points. And I'll sort of write those down just in a list on a document. And as I do that, I'll also be coming up with ideas for the video itself. Ooh, this could be a good transition to talk from this point to this point. Mm -hmm. Or or this could be a good joke. This this section could be funny if I played it in a certain way. So I list all those down. And then... When the game is finished, I organize them into a script and come up with anything more that I can come up with. But usually all my best ideas and all the funny stuff comes from just random moments. Random moments of thought as I'm uh, going through the process of actually consuming the product. I say make a little note down saying, oh, this would be a fun little joke to throw in there. Yeah, with the jokes, but I do write the full points. Okay. Straight off the bat. They they don't sound good, but I do write the full uh the full idea down. Okay. So it's probably a lot of playing and pausing, playing and pausing, writing stuff. Yeah, down. there's a lot of playing and pausing, yeah. 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 <laughs> and when did you really notice your channel starting to take off? Was there a particular video that really kicked things into high gear for you? Well here's the thing. Uh if you look at Joseph's channel 
or Matthew Matosis' channel, you go mm -hmm. back to when they started. So Joseph started about four years ago. Matthew Matosis started eight years ago. Their original videos are absolutely fantastic still today. Mine aren't. Mm -hmm. Because they knew what they were doing when they got into this. I didn't. I just wanted to be a good YouTuber. They actually had a skill and wanted to show that to people. Now, th this is not uh, something that I advise to anyone. I made a... I don't regret it, but it was luck. Okay. <laughs> that I made it work. So, what I'm trying to say is... There's a reason that I took off when I did. And that's because I simply became good enough. Before then, <laughs> my videos aren't that good. <laughs> they, they aren't good enough to, to warrant taking off. So, when I really took off was, uh, was Prototype. But I was also doing pretty well with Skyrim and Darksiders at the time. I think Darksiders 2 marks a shift from mediocre work to uh, work I'm pretty happy with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really proud stuff you did. I mean, even looking back a lot further, your videos on uh, critics of Destiny 2 and Crisis 3 did very well. They did well. Uh, yeah, at the time they did. They did do quite well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call, call it taking off though, because it. You know, it was a slow. It was a slow sort of uh, two-year climb from no subscribers to thirty k, and I was gaining so slowly around thirty k. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, but then Sky. This, that Skyrim gave me a, a lovely boost. Prototype smashed it through the roof, and then. Uh, Minecraft smashed it again <clears throat> and Watch Dogs did fantastic and Black Flag did fantastic so mm. it's been boost after boost after boost ever since Darksiders really mm -hmm. and looking back two years ago you did your video regarding Warframe are you still playing Warframe to this day? no I wouldn't no. dream of it <laughs> no, no why, is, why is that? Ah, uh, I can't say. I think I have... I, I don't like the Alchemy of Addiction video. I like the thumbnail. I really like the thumbnail. <laughs> I like the title. Yes, yes. But my argumentation wasn't particularly strong. I was constantly patching arguments in to support my arguments in the form of text. And it was... It's such a poorly argued, poorly made video. And it gives me PTSD with Warframe. Oh god. I thought it was quite enjoyable. I enjoyed that one. Ah, oh, thank you. I'm okay. glad to know someone did. Yes, your video inspired me not to play Warframe. <laughs> um, it, it, I don't know if it's still the same now, like it's, uh, you know, that's a free-to-play model game and it is two I years old. I do kind of keep up with it. I keep up with Quiet Shy. You heard of her? Quiet Shy? Uh, I don't think I've heard yeah. of Quiet Shy, no. Oh, she's this hilarious uh, Warframe YouTuber that just does nothing but insult our audience. It's brilliant. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I, wa I watch her for that alone. Yes. <laughs> I do so, uh, I do like yeah. people do that. Yeah, I keep up with Warframe through her. Mm -hmm. It's it's, sim it's similar. Yeah, it's... it's, it's the, the thing is, in, in 2017, Warframe was essentially considered God's gift. But now it's not. No. Um, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Quiet Shy now and I've got to say I'm a fan of the thumbnails <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're drawing me in um, yeah I imagine it's changed a lot of those two years uh, to what it is now I, I mean I, I think I downloaded it very briefly many years ago and then stopped playing <laughs> um, but it's so shockingly easy to get addicting to mm. I could not believe that I had 94 hours on it when I looked on Steam it's one of my most played games ever what? Yeah. I don't even remember playing it. <laughs> it's so you're, easy you're, to just pass the time on it. You're not tempted to log back in for old time's sake? No. No, staying away from that. Yeah. I, I, I don't really I don't like know. the aesthetic. I don't like the atmosphere. I used to, but not anymore. No, it's a bit grey, isn't it? It seems a bit... Uh, it's brown. It's grey. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. The Grenadiers are stupid. Look at their <laughs> stupid faces and their stupid bodies. Their stupid <laughs> names and their stupid voices. Just a terrible uh, game. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll stay away from that one. It doesn't sound like a solid recommendation in 2020. Well, not from not from me, but uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure the Warframe community would have uh, some more uh, nuanced thoughts on that. No, but said I mean, quiet shy the insults the game as much as 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 the as the, uh, as the critics. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry for interrupting you. That yeah, the community is uh it used to be a fan a fantastic asset. Mm. I wonder if it's still the same. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. Hope so. Yeah, find out. Yeah, hopefully. But <laughs> no, not worth uh, reinstalling to find out. Um looking at your channel again, uh you pretty consistently produce a video each month uh, for your channel. You know, sometimes there's, there's breaks as there always are. Um, do you find it tricky to constantly make these videos so regularly? Uh, considering, you know, some of them can be seven and a half hours long. Uh, is that tricky for you? Uh, um, okay, so one of the... My production style is is... I get very bored working on the same project over and over again for an exceptionally long time. I mean, imagine if you had to do nothing but think about one product for a month. Oh, God, yeah. It's very easy to get bored. It's very yeah. easy to get bored. So, I sort of divide up each day. There's always a primary focus at the moment. It's editing Syndicate. But mm -hmm. um, I'm also working on Driver San Francisco. I'm working on that channel update. I'm thinking about Far Cry 5, I'm thinking about Watch Dogs 2. So all the time I've got lots of projects open. And what that means is, and because and I also have to communicate with my editor as well, who's working yeah. on stuff. What that means is, it's not work on video, it's not start to finish release. It's lots of things are being started and finished all the time. So that means sometimes, some months, I've uploaded three times in a month. But other mm. times there's been a six week gap like there was between uh, Unity and Life is Strange. And that's because of this, you know, this inconsistency. And I want to rectify that. Mm -hmm. And do you have a, a pretty strict schedule for doing the stuff that you do? Like, you know, wake up at this time, three hours on this, have a break, four hours on this. Uh, or is it a bit more ad lib as long as the job gets done? No. No, I don't. I don't have a, a schedule. I have a strict wake-up time, yeah. But mm. I, uh, I try to force myself into these things, but because the processes are so, some some of the processes, editing, for example, and audio work, is so unfathomably boring. <laughs> I can't for, I can't force myself into that for three hours. Sometimes I can do it, yeah. but uh, it, it's not. It's not. It's not feasible a lot of the time. You just got to do, you got to go with what your brain is telling you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's saying, I want to play. So you play. And obviously you play a game that you want to cover, which counts as productivity. Yes. Sometimes it's saying, I got ideas. I want to write. Uh, you got, you, I, I try to play to how I'm feeling at the time to maximize efficiency. It's yes. really tough. It's really tough. Mm -hmm. But I have been trying to do stuff like... Uh, I've got a Chrome extension that blocks off all access for a certain amount of time, so I can't get distracted with stuff like that. Uh, mate, can you send that to me, please? I, <laughs> yeah, I it's called to, Stay Focused. Stay Focused. Okay, I'm going to make a note of that. I need, I need something like that. I was thinking of getting one of those... Um, dirt cheap phones that you know barely has whatsapp on it to, to stop wasting time um oh god yeah I, I don't like using my phone to get distracted because it's just so much quicker to use it your computer you know yeah i never consider <laughs> yeah. my phone a distraction which is weird because that's that's i don't know everyone else does but i always prefer to get distracted on uh, my laptop <laughs> Yeah, I find that if I even put the phone in a different room, like if I'm working and I just put the phone like on charge in the bedroom and close the door, 
then I do so much better than like having it on my desk. Yeah, that sounds like a great strategy, yeah. Yeah, but you can't really do that with your laptop that you're writing scripts for. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking, uh, looking at your videos and the stuff you discussed uh, before as well, it seems you're a pretty big fan of Human Revolution, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Oh, dude, don't even get me started on Human Revolution. It's literally uh, the best game ever made, it. and I'm... I'm, I'm Okay, so have we got another eight hours? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it. the first so good thing about Human Revolution... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'll save this for a video. Oh, no, okay. Well, you I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. No, I, that d- I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> it's well, really uh, cool, dude. Trust me. It is. I played it. I loved it. I love Human Revolution. Um, oh. Uh, one of my mates bought a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he bought the Adam Jensen jacket, the coat he has. Oh. He bought one of them. That's um, so cool. Which Did it, it look, look good too, in real life? I, I I would have enjoyed it more if it was a little less... If it was a bit quieter with what it was going for. Like, if it had the, the black and the gold thing with the triangles, that's really cool. But it had yeah. stuff like Deus Ex written in it, you know? Oh. Um, which, if they got rid of the branding, would have been awesome. But it did yeah. look pretty nice. It was a nice jacket. Um and yeah, I, I love that game. That was I do remember the ending of that game with I actually stepped away from the computer and the, the Xbox or whatever I was playing it on and thought about the ending, like which one do I want to pick? Because it was a multiple choice ending. And I, yeah. I thought about it for a long time and I was like, what would I do in that situation? It really made me think. Yeah, that is such an interesting ending. People hated that because it's just a cutscene. But philosophically I find it incredibly uh huh, maybe deep's the wrong word. I don't know. Maybe deep is the right word. Yeah, it's very thought provoking. Yeah, it it was fascinating because it it kind of had the maybe not as bad as Mass Effect where you know you pick a choice at the end compared to the whole game. But even though it was a cutscene, as you say, and you have to pick one of those three things, it still did it exceptionally well, and it really did make me think about what I would have t- would have done. Yeah, um, I mean, this is a decision we're going to have to make as a society, and you you have to make it. It's 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 a- yeah. It's such it an incredibly uh, tough decision if you want to really grapple with it. Mm. One thing I'm very interested in seeing is how does Cyberpunk 2077 take on this this topic? Even if it you know it may not take it on directly as Human Revolution did, but it seems to have a similar time frame, style, augmentation, that kind of stuff. I wonder how they're going to tackle the subject. They won't be as intelligent. No, they won't be. No. I promise you. Yeah, I was, simply I was beca- not because Deus Ex is genius, but because Cyberpunk w- won't aim for that kind of thing. Cyberpunk does have a lot of commentary in it, but it will be far more abstract than Deus Ex and far less grounded in reality, in my opinion. That is my prediction. Yeah, I think they're going to focus on the characters and the stories and the factions that have built up from that kind of world rather than the philosophical questions that the world presents um so we'll see i mean i'm probably going to pick it up to be honest but yeah i think i'm gonna abstain from cyberpunk oh yeah why is that because it'll change my thoughts on human revolution too much okay (laughs) and what did uh, mankind divided uh um persuade you about human revolution if you if you played that game okay i didn't like it as much i thought the story was terrible yeah um (laughs) I still think it's one of the, uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Nonetheless, Mankind Divided, simply because it, it's a good immersive sim. Even though the story is terrible, you know, it's got yes. everything else right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot, but my main reason I enjoyed it a lot was the the world building and the size of the free roaming world that you could take place in. Like it was, it was an open world game, but it was so condensed that it it was actually interesting, which was the opposite of the Ubisoft problem, which I seem to have that we just talked about. Um, That it was, this is the immersive sim style. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. Um, If you want another game like that, apparently I haven't tried this myself, but apparently this is sort of a revival of, of a specific kind of game. And um, Vampire the Ma- <clears throat> sorry, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines was one of them. So if you want a game that makes you feel that way, that's the one to play. Yeah, I've tried to play that twice. Uh, once maybe a few months ago. Um, didn't really get into it. I think maybe after kind of push through like the first hour or so to really get involved. But ah, uh, okay. I, 
Yeah, I, I tried to lure a prostitute down a dark alley and suck her blood, but uh, it didn't work. Um, no, like I tried to bite her, but then she ran away, and then the police came after me and started shooting me. So <laughs> yeah, it's, of, it's uh, interesting that way because you, you really have to, uh, even in Deus Ex, you have to really behave as you would, you know. Yeah, you can't yeah, just you start do. beating people up. If the police see you, they'll see you, and if they see you, they'll remember you. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I got away with it though. Like I took it down. A, this sounds so creepy. God, I took it down a really dark alley as well, but it didn't quite work out. Oh God! I mean, I'll, I'll try, I'd like to give it one more try if I have the time. Um, yeah, I, then, I, I, I really want to try that. Yeah, but there's quite a lot of mods that people recommend downloading as well to give it quality of life improvements. Oh, that um, yeah. I, you know, you can't. A lot of people say you can't play the first Deus Ex without certain mods that fix things like the controls which suck the lighting yeah. in the earlier the earlier levels which sucks that that stuff does really annoy me though there's one game um star wars nice to the old republic that i have tried so many times or the second one i've tried so many times to to get to run properly but it after googling everything youtubing everything it just doesn't work on my my laptop and it really sullies the experience because I heard it's such a good game, but so many technical issues just get in the way of it not physically working. It really frustrates me. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I've I've tried many, many, many times to get games that would never run properly to run on my ancient laptops, but uh, yeah, I mean, to it's no avail. It's not an ancient laptop, it's like a, a new gaming laptop, but I think it's because the screen's 144 hertz and you can't physically change it to um, a different refresh rate. Oh, just, I see. It's really weird. I've gotten through like a couple hours of the game, then I get to a cutscene, and then after the cutscene it crashes and I can't get past this one cutscene. Or after that cutscene, if it happens to load, uh, I can't use um, the uh, WASD to move around or whatever the control was. It's really oh, strange. Shit. And I'm, yeah, I'm kind of done with <laughs> trying to get it to work. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could watch a Let's Play or a game movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what video are you most proud of? Hmm. If you asked me that a year ago, I would have said uh, Darksiders without a, a moment's thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anymore. Not that I like Darksiders less, but I don't know. I really like my Black Flag video. Yes, that was a very good one. Even though it certainly wasn't as ambitious and I don't like Black Flag as much as anywhere near as much as I like Darksiders. Uh, And why are you... um leaning towards Black Flag, what was it of that video that uh, you feel really passionate about? Oh, like the structure. Mm -hmm. That's the tough part of my videos, of writing them. I can write a hundred points, but making it flow well, that is so tough. Yeah. Like making it coherent to to a viewer. And with Black Flag, uh, I think I paced it nicely and I I told the story chronologically and it was a really immersive video that way. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that people cried, so many people say they cried at the end of the Black Flag video when I showed the ending, was because I had sort of naturally, it felt natural anyway, uh, naturally reintroduced all the characters and all their complexities and all the events that happened. and it sort of just felt right in the video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you sort of re-experience the story in a sense, chronologically. Uh, And so the ending to the game felt like an ending to the video and it was just as emotional. It wasn't just as emotional, but it had some emotional impact that it wouldn't have if I had told everything out of order and if I hadn't drawn attention to specific story beats as I went through the video. Mm -hmm. So that, I really tried hard I really try hard with all of my favorite videos to make you feel, to impart some level of the experience itself onto the viewer, which sounds really weird and artsy, but 
that's basically my only ambition with the channel. Mm. And the lessons you learned from Black Flag and what you took away from it in that positive light of having that structure, is that something you try to do more now moving forward, seeing how it worked before? That was what I tried to do fundamentally with the Darksiders video, and th this was all inspired for me by Matthew Mitosis. Mm. So he has a six-hour Dark Souls commentary. And what's so special about that is that you go along, you go through the game with him. So you feel like you, you've experienced Dark Souls as he's telling you all this incredible stuff about it. And that made me think, holy shit. It's such a brilliant thing to be able to make the viewer feel, uh, not feel, maybe feel, experience a part of the game as you are covering it because it it, it it just brings them into the video more, makes them more engaged. It might make your points land better. And this is also something Joseph Anderson did, I think, with his uh, Witness video and with his Edith Finch video. You really feel like you've gone through the game with that person and experienced it to a degree. Um, I really wanted to do that in my own way. And I really wanted to, to master that. So with my Darksiders 2 video, it's the only video I have, apart from the Death Stranding one, in which you can hear mm. some of the background audio. I never oh. do that. So I recorded the entire game with no music, just so the transitions wouldn't be harsh between the background uh, audio, yeah. just so you would feel more planted in Darksiders. <laughs> That's awesome. That's and I did the cool. same thing for Death Stranding. And it, yeah, I, I, I always want to do that with my videos. And I, I'm really happy with how it worked in Black Flagged. And it's, it's all inspired by the incredible work of Matthew Mitosis and uh, Joseph Anderson. Mm -hmm. And the starter videos that you have on your channel, um, you've got your critiques and you've got your, say, your five years later, ten years later, those cups of videos. Are there any styles of videos that you would like to make but haven't tried or gotten around to yet? Uh, is there any, anything you'd like to experiment with? Oh, yeah, I'm always experimenting. I feel like it's a problem because I'm always yeah. veering off in these weird directions like the sort of comedy thing I did with the Need for Speed Heat, the sort yeah. of uh, uh, the the short retrospective thing that I did with Mad Max Design Secrets. Yes, the, I, was, uh, I like that one. That was really good. Thank you. The uh, Why Did You Love format, the, uh, the, the, the design pitches I did for Prototype 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 yeah, again, I did that with Iron Man as well. So I, I do these really weird things. I'm always experimenting and it's, um, it's kind of a problem because it makes the <laughs> channel feel inconsistent and I'm, I'm, I'm about to do it again. Oh, awesome. The next video I'll be doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> and do you ever intend to say, try, uh, being on camera or will that is always going to be, you know, uh, white lighters? the logo and the voice and that kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe. I need a good camera and a good set. And um, I, know, I know not everyone would like it because you don't want to... People have these uh, ideas of what a person looks like in their head and dispelling that image to replace it with something else can often ruin the magic for them. Like, I found out Joseph Anderson wasn't even a real dragon. It's just... He's not? He's not even a real dragon, man. Gosh, and Shammy, no. Shammy, dude, he keeps saying he's an owl, but then he uploaded a picture and like, where's his wings? And he's, he's not an owl? What about Mandalore? Does, is he a, a like a continual <laughs> knight? <laughs> or do, can he take the helmet off? Well, I, I watched a podcast with him, and he did talk about tending horses, so. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, you never know. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> God, this is so embarrassing. I went on Joseph Anderson's Q&A before I started the channel. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, I asked him to never show his face because I always wanted <laughs> because I always wanted to think of him as a dragon. <laughs> oh God. Oh dear, dear Joseph, I am writing to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was basically it as well. I'm. Oh no. Oh God. Yeah, I just uh, my logo is my picture, so people just know straight off the back that I'm I'm, I'm an ugly fucker. So oh, that's not true, man. You've got um, look at your glasses. Uh, Photoshop, mate. Sorry. It's, uh, look it's at your beard. Like yeah, but. The, the, although the, the problem I'm having right now is my hair is thing. It it got to the point where I got a sunburn when I went out on holiday for oh. a, a, a weekend away. And I think that's the official sign. Right, um, yeah. I should have seen her come and look at my side of the family. God. Testing my waters on that one. Testing the luck there. Yeah. I just I just employ the uh, hermit strategy for avoiding the sun. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder at what stage I'll shave it off though because my goal is when it gets too bad I'm just going to get really buff and shave it and then I'll get away with it yeah exactly you can't pull off baldness unless you're buff no you go- <laughs> yeah. that's the one get- thing yeah. if I ever start getting bald I'm going to have to hit the gym all the time yeah so, so, so why did you sign up for the gym for health reasons no 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 it's losing yeah. my hair so yeah <laughs> <laughs> had to get ripped <laughs> oh god and is YouTube your full-time career uh, as of right now? And what did you used to do before YouTube? Before YouTube, I was uh, a sado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I was... Uh, <laughs> what was I? Yeah, I was a student. Ah, okay. So straight from university into YouTube. You could put it that way. It's I've lived a complicated life. But mm-hmm. yes, YouTube was the best choice for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Which is not a, a situation that often occurs, but it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was looking through your Q&A on Discord and um, you mentioned in the early days of YouTube, um, the sentence, uh, you know, I don't like to throw quotes at people, but, <laughs> you know, to get the idea. Go ahead. You said... Um, you were unique, uniquely boxed in by life at the time in the early stages of your YouTube career. I was, I was wondering yeah. If, um, would you be willing to expand on that a little bit? Okay, uh, so I, something- um, employment otherwise was impossible. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I needed to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Those two things. For myself, you know, I, I couldn't just be a burden. Yes. So, yeah. those but, two uh, things combined and it, it, I, I had one marketable skill and that was I was a decent writer. Now, as I said, I wasn't actually that good to begin with, but mm. I, I knew, I, I saw some level of potential that I could be good with enough practice and time. And you went straight from being a student uh, to YouTube. Were you studying something like literature at university or writing, or was it a completely no. different subject? No, I did. Uh, my highest level of education is in maths. Uh, I got some biology stuff and I got some chemistry stuff. Okay, so scientist, sort of science mind. Um, yeah. I guess. Was it more you were told to do that because it leads to good jobs kind of thing? It was more that I had no other option. Okay. And I knew I could do it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And I do have uh, one last question uh, for you today, um, if you don't mind here. So you say that uh, you wanted to be on YouTube and you were inspired by the likes of Joseph Anderson to start doing these gaming critiques. I'm curious that if you weren't doing stuff on gaming on your YouTube channel, but you still had a YouTube channel, what would you cover? Uh, What things would you like to write about if it wasn't video games? Okay. So if we say when I started in 2017, if I'd have taken a different path, 
Yeah. I might have covered um, more serious things like uh, transhumanism. I might have talked about hot topic political issues. Mm -hmm. But I think the one thing that would have really held me back in that case was that, you know, I knew in 2017 that I wasn't that good at YouTubing. I wasn't that good at critiquing. Mm -hmm. But it's not a big deal because they're games and I'm practicing. That, that's what I would have thought at the time. But with politics, that's such a serious thing with, with uh, yeah. you know, human issues. Not just politics. Politics is one small part of it. Um, I would have said, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You have to stop. If I were to veer away now, or even last year, yeah, I would be more comfortable with it. I would definitely put 10 times the effort into research than I do into games, because there's there's not much research to do, really. You just have to play the game and write points. But with mm -hmm. with these issues, it's they're so deeply nuanced, and you have to weave your way through the... Uh, the uh, ideologies on either side of it mm. so you have to it, it's much more complicated I think I would yeah I would I would be talking about more serious issues if I weren't talking about games gotcha um, so I think we'll we'll leave it there uh, Wide Light has been an absolute pleasure I've generally had a, a really fascinating time uh, talking to you today thank you it's been great watching as to many you videos as possible <laughs> on your channel yeah um, and once I finish Death Stranding I'll definitely be given that 7 hour and 15 minute video uh, all my attention. Well, um, most people use it as sleep ASMR, so I won't judge you. <laughs> okay. Well, like, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on.